The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Welcome to the Transformation for Success show. I hope you're having a great day. I'm excited to bring to you listeners a wonderful young woman today, what I call a catalyst for change, Miss Melina Lawrence, who's my guest on the show today. So I am here each Tuesday on the Empowerment Channel at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and on the Women's Channel each Friday at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. So I invite you to tune in each week. And you're welcome to send me your comments and feedbacks today at info at transformationforsuccess.com about today's show. And if you have any questions, don't be shy as we welcome your feedback and your questions and comments. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can access me through these channels as well. Now, you can also visit my website at www.transformationforsuccess.com. You know, before I begin every show, I want you to know that I wake up every day passionate about the opportunity to transform the lives of men and women through this show and to give them a message of hope and encouragement. My mission simply is to make a difference in the lives of others because I firmly believe that integrating and feeding the spirit and the soul and the body is the key to transforming one's life for greater personal and professional success. You know, this is a show for everyone around the globe. The young, the bold, the seasoned, and the restless. So each week, you will be empowered, inspired, challenged, and energized to action by the empowerment commentary and to hear the amazing journeys of successful individuals from all walks of life and professions and by many, many interesting guests from all around the globe. Like many people, you may be asking questions and what is my life about? What am I doing with my life? What is my passion? I want more success out of my life. What do I need to get it? What do I want to accomplish before I leave this life? Well, you are going to get it today. And you know, I ask you, are you living an extraordinary life or is it just mundane? Are you looking for a change and you don't know where to go or look? Well, and if you're interested for obtaining some questions and hearing our journey today that is so compelling, don't go away. You want to hear my guest. So call your friends and you can tell them they can download this show and listen at their convenience. And I am so delighted with me today is my co-host, Mr. Hammond G. Bolden, who is a coach, speaker, and noted accomplished researcher 
And he today is going to bring in the male perspective. Now, he doesn't like to say that he's a, a researcher, but he really is. He is great at fact-finding and really brings a wealth of experience and expertise to our shows. So I'm delighted today that he's going to help me talk about some of the male perspective as we interview Miss Malena Lawrence. So Melina, I'm going to tell a little bit about your background. So good morning or good afternoon. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Barbara. Hi, Hammond. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We are so Melina. excited to have you on the show. And, you know, the title of this show today is Stepping Into Your Destiny with a Mustard Seed. <laughs> you know, yeah. Melina, isn't that a great title, Melina? <laughs> That's an awesome title. Woo! So, but I want to share uh, with the listeners a little bit about you. Quite a bit. I mean, you've done quite a bit, my lady. Well, Melina is this dynamic young woman that I told you about whom I met some years ago, and I was very impressed when I met her. She's what I call a young woman on the move, and I'm so pleased to have her take time for her schedule to be on the show today. She has been a Ralph Bunch Fellow and has managed and strategized national field campaigns to broaden issue advocacy and GOTV in underserved communities nationwide. Melina has also been a host on red carpets, appeared in films, commercials, and national print ads for various brands, public servants, and artists. She's worked with the Smiley Group and went from being a production assistant to producer and is best known and recognized for her work on the Tavis Smiley Reports. This young woman has taken many risks to fulfill her dreams that all began with a mustard seed given to her by her aunt when she went off to college. So today you'll want to hear her journey with her early experiences with her great-grandmother and having to adapt and overcome many, many tribulations and trials. And first of all, with her parents who were drug addicts, and she's going to talk about that and how she recovered from living in a very nice home to a trailer park. You know, Melina is a walking bundle of energy, and people just love to be around her infectious smile, and more importantly, that she gets things done. So her background and experiences are too numerous to share, but truly, I want you to know, again, this is a young woman on the move. She holds a BA degree in psychology, and she's currently the founder and creator of Polytainment Report and the Constituent. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about what the Polytainment Report means and what it really is. Um, she's been seen again, on local and national U.S. print and campaigns and has been on many, many te television shows. So today, our discussion will center on her transformational journey. And we're going to learn about the fuel that led the fire within her to become this young advocate for social justice and a visionary for change. So, Melena, first of all, I got a lot of questions to ask you, my lady, so you better be ready. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, someone all of that. There, are, you know, there are many questions, and I realize we may not be able to cover everything, but we're really going to do highlights of Miss Melina. First of all, tell me about Melina, where you were born, and what was your childhood like growing up? Well, Dr. Barbara, first, thank you so much again for having me. I'm really, really delighted and honored, as well as humbled, to be speaking with you today, and Ann Hammond as well. Your team's amazing. I was born in Delaware, uh, a little town, actually, called Smyrna, Delaware, uh, where 
you know, back in the day, we could, uh, and I'm not even like, quote unquote, as you say, seasoned, so to speak. I'm so growing in my journey. But I remember growing up on a block, in a neighborhood uh-huh. on a block where everybody knew everybody. We kept uh-huh. our doors unlocked. The streetlights came on. We were just posted underneath, still playing outside, you know, in the dark where everybody knew everybody's child and and the homeless man on the corner because he wasn't really homeless. He was just the, the local drunk and he might have been a family member or a neighbor, but we knew where he lived. We could go tell on him if he was mm-hmm. just out sleeping and not on his own porch. Little things like that. And, you know, it, it was a small town. I'm a small town girl who spent her summers in, in rough brick cities of Camden, New Jersey on my father's side. And mm-hmm. my both my grandparents lived uh, in Smyrna. One lived on 119 Lincoln Street and 119 North Street. It was oh, wow. just like that. It was, it was yeah, um, symbolically, I think it, it was a, a childhood where I could be a child. I could play mm-hmm. all day. I could run and play street ball or ride roller skates while, mm-hmm. you know, on the back mm-hmm. of a banana um, bike. And we had fun. We had corner stores, farms. We went in the, in the woods to pick grapes. And then mm-hmm. we played street ball if I was in Camden, <laughs> you know, in Camden, <laughs> New Jersey. So it, it oh, was cool. I had Amish like neighbors. That sounds mm-hmm. like so much fun. You know, and it was so are, much fun. There aren't many people. I got to tell you this yeah. thing of that. There aren't very many people that I know uh, who are who of African-American descent who are from Delaware that migrated to California. So we're going to talk about that a little later. But, you know, <laughs> you were quoted. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, that having that kind of childhood, being able to be free and to be able to roam around and to know people in the community and to know that you were cared and loved, probably, you know, put a lot of that foundation in you that I see today. You know, you were quoted uh, when I read uh, a bit more about you as saying that you were inspired by your great grandmother, Emma, who was called Mom, Mom, Emma, (laughs) and established a template for you about God and caring for others and having good manners. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about that? Well, I had a no-nonsense grandmother, as a lot Mm -hmm. of us do, um, at least where I'm from and from the the people I've met on my journey. uh, Grandparents typically are the rock of the family, and definitely my grandmother and grandfathers were the rock of our family, specifically my great-grandmother, Emma Johnson. She, I mean, to this day, she's my angel. You know, she's my guardian angel, and I know it. She definitely raised me with a, with a domesticated spiritual lifestyle support mm-hmm. system <laughs> where everything <laughs> that I had to do, touch, or think was to be prayed over first, made sure it was clean, and mm-hmm. and, and just do do your best. And through mm-hmm. that, was manners was like a stable, a, a very strong staple in our family. And um, and well, it I kept tell things, you, we could do some of that today, grounded. couldn't we? <laughs> yeah, it's like it. Every and I and maybe that's why, Doctor Barbara. Maybe that's why it's so important to me, based on you know what I see within today's youth and and the, mm-hmm. and the way people and customer service is oriented with technology. But to put things back over to my grandmother, she would always say, mind your manners. 
And sometimes he said it. I knew it would is the precursor before I got in trouble. Or sometimes she would say it as a reminder before you go outside. Or you know when mm-hmm. when I'm picking up something from the store on her behalf, mind your manners. Which meant I had to say thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Nice to meet you. Yes, right here. Anything, anything that proceeded with yes, thank you, respectfully. God bless you. All those little things that made a big mm-hmm. difference in people's lives. And people would come to our house from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. And if they were coming through the town, they would stop at my grandma's house because they knew that Miss Emma could cook. And she was a traveling chef by trade. And oh, like wow. every, she was the main cook at the church. Vacation mm-hmm. Bible school, funerals, Sunday dinners, whatever it was. My grandmother would be slaying in the kitchen. <laughs> um, just making, never measuring nothing. And if I pulled mm-hmm. out anything to measure anything, she'd look at me with a side eye and just, no, you don't. No, no you don't. No, you don't. And she was spiritually <laughs> gifted. And so I was yeah. like, how does she yeah. know this? Um, so everything she did what taught me to mind my manners because manners would take you further sometimes than a so book true. could ever do. That's mm-hmm. so true. I wanted to basically ask you, Melina, did you learn a lot of her dishes to cook? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, and I don't, I cannot stand using measuring cups. I, I cook with my, my, my soul. I cook with, uh, I cook with my soul and my spirit. I measure, I measure through the taste of, you know, the tongue, so to speak, opposed to jars and glasses and things like that. And I definitely remember a lot of her dishes, some things that she cooked, um, I I don't like to kill because <laughs> she would, you know, she would cook based on what was in her backyard sometimes. And um, I just don't have that fortitude, but I could cook it. You kill them, I grill them, you know, type thing. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> you stated I said, um, in I your definitely t- do. All right. Well, there's something you also mentioned I wanted to bring up and let you kind of elaborate a little bit. And it's it's about your childhood you stated was preserved like fresh fruit in canning jars. Why don't you tell mm. us a little bit about that statement? Mm. Wowzers, <laughs> you're going to make me cry. <laughs> Uh-oh. We don't want to make you cry. I know. Okay it's just such a special time. Um, every year after harvest, uh, you know, you grow vegetables, and like I said, I'm a, a country girl with a city drive. And mm-hmm. my grandmothers, both my, my grand, great-grandmother Emma and my grandma Meme, we call her Meme, um, my mom's mom, who's still with us, she and my grandmother would harvest the vegetables from the local farms or, or um, our backyard, or my, my dad's um father's yard and we would preserve we would have like a canning we wouldn't call it a canning party today i would call it a canning party um where my grandma would make huge pots of tomatoes and huge pots of pickle and huge pots of you know uh string beans and they we would be canning and jarring not me not knowing, just saying, put this up for the winter time, what that really meant. You know, we were, we would have food uh, in the, mm-hmm. in the winter time. And mm-hmm. that's what it was jarring. And it, my, my life was preserved like that because my, my childhood was precious mm-hmm. for the moment. 
meaning right. I enjoyed every bit of my childhood and it was preserved and it was protected and, and the community looked out for me and every other child. It mattered. And so just like food mattered and, and things had purpose, that's how I feel like my my childhood was. You know, there are moments in my childhood where, you know, my family was crazy, but it wasn't half bad. And so <laughs> that meant a lot. Well, you know, I'm going to have to cause and pause, as they say, for the cause. We're going to mm-hmm. take a quick break, commercial break, and we're going to be right back. And we're going to talk about more in the life of Malena and her transformational journey. So listeners, don't go away because we're going to be right back. And thank you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor. But we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to the Transformation for Success show with my guest today, Miss Melina Lawrence, a woman on the move. And we are hearing about her compelling story of her childhood being preserved like fresh fruit in canning jars. Now we're gonna we're gonna talk about, you know, all of us experience trials and tribulations, and she had quite a few to have to deal with. So Melina, tell us a little bit about how you had to overcome many of the trials and tribulations that you had in your, your childhood. And we, I talked about this earlier, how your parents uh, became drug addicts and how you were able to adapt and overcome that uh, part of your life. Absolutely, uh, Dr. Barbara Hammond. 
luckily my childhood, like we, like I had mentioned, was was preserved. Uh, but I grew up really fast and quick. Whereas my teenage years and preteen years, I experienced a dynamic change from you know mm-hmm. living with my grandmother to living with my mom, and mm-hmm. it was always awesome to be with my mother. However. Uh, Things started happening. My mother started uh, using drugs. I didn't know my father was on drugs as well until later. Mm-hmm. By the time I was in high school, uh, my sister and I, we were working for ourselves and, you know, doing what teenagers do, um, buy, mm-hmm. saving to buy cars and working, two jobs. Most of my friends had their fir- were on their first baby before graduating high school. And oh, wow. by the grace of God, I wasn't a, a perfect angel, but I, I, wasn't, I didn't have, you know, any children. And mm-hmm. so in, in, in that transition, transitional moment of high school, my mother was, was on drugs and my father was on drugs and then mm-hmm. it escalated. And in mm-hmm. that escalation, it was just, it was hard and I had to make mm-hmm. a choice. My best friend passed away um, oh, right, right by, um, after, literally right after graduation with her and her baby. And so oh, wow. we, we all mm-hmm. were surrounded by grief. And on top of that, my mother was a functional addict as well as my father. And then mm-hmm. they, when things hit rock bottom in their lives, it hit rock bottom in mine. Uh, right. I still made right. a choice to either go to college or go into the military. And Delaware is a, is a military town as well. The Dover yes, Air it Force is. Yes, like it is. Uh-huh. In our backyard. <laughs> and <laughs> so from Smyrna to Dover, I was like, I got to get out of here. If not, I, I won't make it, but I'm going to make it. So I got to go. And that's, mm-hmm. that was just the mindset that I had and I lived mm-hmm. with and that, and that, that foundation of God in my life and being, you know, mm-hmm. seeking God first and things of that nature in the midst of all things. I got the same day I got called into the military, um, passing my test, moving forward, blah, blah, blah. The buddy system, my buddy had died and mm. I was still left. And so I didn't want to go and I didn't know how to get out. So I never mm. showed up. Uh-huh. To the bus, and that oh, same wow. weekend, yes, that same weekend, uh-huh. I actually got a letter from Norfolk State University saying you've been accepted into the Spartan family. And I sat on my back porch. I was all by myself. Nobody was home. And at that time, um, I just I cried. I cried for everything. And then I, I started saving money. I worked at a hospital and I worked at uh, a, a bank at the time doing credit card sales, and. I saved up first semester and left for Norfolk State University um, in wow. the spring. That's, so and let that's me ask you, Melina, Melina, is that mm-hmm. how you made it out of the small town of Smyrna, Delaware, was when you got that's that how letter? I made it out by that time. Yeah, by that time we were in Dover, and that's how I made it. That's how, that's how I made it out. I, I applied for college, and I, I found out what a black HBCU was because they didn't tell me in high school. I found them myself and through the Negro mm-hmm. United Negro College Fund um, commercials. And I, I was like, I want to go. I picked my top five, then my top three. And I took it to my counselor and I said, this is what I want to do. Can you help me? And That's my high wonderful. school guidance counselor, yeah, pushed, said mm-hmm. yes. I mean, she just said, find the names and write a letter. Went like she got me. She said, oh. find the names, write a letter, make a call and go visit. And that's what I did. My mother had took me to, to go visit um, Norfolk State University during Labor Day mm-hmm. weekend. And I said, I'm going here. This is my school. I felt at home. And that's where I went. Late Years that later, is, I went to Norfolk State. That's wonderful. Well, 
Yeah. You know what? There was something else I think you mentioned I wanted to ask uh, if you could, you know, share with the listeners. But prior to you, to you going to college, going off to college, did mm-hmm. you receive a gift from your aunt, which you said was one of the best gifts? Or I, should, I think you said maybe quoted, uh, if I misquote you, correct me, was the best gift in the world. What was that gift? Oh, wow. Did you share? My Aunt Bonnie. <laughs> my Aunt Bonnie. She's a trip, man. God rest her soul. My Aunt Bonnie, before I left for college, and at that time, again, uh, thinking about parents who were physically present but not mentally present. So my girlfriends, they all chipped in and helped me to get to school. One drove me. One gave me sheets. My sister gave me money. And my aunt, I made the last stop was at my grandmother's house, 119. My, and my grandmother, my Aunt Bonnie, wrote, came out the house and said, here, you little gyp. Here you go. And that's just how she would say. She was like, I went, don't say I ain't never gave you nothing. And she, I thought she was going <laughs> to give me some money. And she pulled out this little cushion gift box like as if it was a ring in there. But instead it was clear. And it was on a blue cushion in a clear uh, white case. And it was a one mustard seed. She's like, no matter what you go through, you keep this. And you have mustard seed faith. I'm proud of you. And wow. in that moment, I said, yeah, buddy, you go, baby, cry, girl, get away, which I was booing with. And I say, bye, I love you, auntie. And she said, we love you, too. And I left and I never looked back. Well, how did that gift that she gave you, a mustard seed, uh, which is almost negative the eyes, one of the smallest seeds I think that they have on the planet. I mean, mm-hmm. it's such a small seed. How, mm-hmm. What did that do for you concerning who you are today and as well as maybe what you're doing today? Well, you, a mustard seed for the listeners is, you know, and a reminder to myself and y'all as well, you, they, the journey from California to here, my personal journey, Native Americans' personal journey, you drop mustard seeds, and biblically speaking, a mustard seed, because it's the smallest seed, but when it grows, it flourishes, and it's wild. It's wild and uncontainable, and that's how faith should be, you know, containable to your personal self. And, and at the same time, widely infused in everything you do so that when you touch it, it speaks, it's solid, and you know it's going to happen. My life had to get better. I had no choice, no turning back, and I, and, and I didn't feel it in my spirit that I was supposed to stay in my hometown. I had to leave because I had a greater purpose. And my, right. my parents, my, my grandma and, and my aunt, they all reminded me of that. Even my friends and in and, and the neighborhoods, they just remind me that I had a greater purpose. And at that time, everybody was either pregnant on their first or second child, selling drugs, working oh, hard, wow. um, yeah. and doing doing things that you know are I don't want to condemn, but it just wasn't for me. And uh, and that mustard yeah. seed faith kept me focused, and I knew that you know it wasn't for me to share my story at that time. I had to move through it. And that right. mustard seed helped me to remind myself as to where and what I'm capable of, no matter what it looks like on no the outsider, what. you know, back home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's wonderful. You know, so uh, I. Yeah. What, I'm, what I'm thinking of, too, uh, is how um, something symbolic uh, and tangible that one can see, that mustard seed, and being presented mm. to you and the way it was presented to you, you know, I, I'm sure many times you opened that box and looked back and said, you know, a mustard seed of faith. Oh, my goodness. What a, what a wonderful gift. What a wonderful gift. Definitely. Now, Melina, you, you made that leap of faith 
to come to California to pursue your dreams, which uh, I know you got a BA, and I mentioned that, a BA in psychology, and then you also did something in entertainment. I guess your BA was in uh, psychology and another mm-hmm. field. Did, what, what led you, I guess, to go from psychology into entertainment, uh, the entertainment industry? Interestingly enough, Dr. Barbara, I was a major, a psychology major in college, and all my electives were in communications and theater, so I pretty much minored <laughs> in theater, and I did community theater as a youth, and mm-hmm. so in community theater, we would travel all over Delaware and New Jersey and just all over doing um, community theater. To fast forward things, I thought I was going to go into psychodrama to use theater to help people, to help heal people and transform lives. And what I found was that I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to pursue uh, the areas of psychology that I was privy to. But mm-hmm. in theater, it wasn't. I didn't want to go through theater that way. I didn't want to, you know, just stay in group homes and and things like that. I wanted a broader audience. And so I moved to California. I always knew as a child that I wanted to act. I always knew that I, I had something with a stage in my life. I would always see a stage, be it performing or speaking. And uh-huh. so I used theater. I pivoted from psychodrama. I went, um, came to California to pursue activism and, and the arts. And uh-huh. that's, how, that's how things evolved. I leaped straight into it. Uh, not even knowing I was a producer um, producing for, you know, community television in Oakland and then uh-huh. moving to Los Angeles to work with Tavis Smiley I, uh-huh. because I wanted to know how it worked, you know, how, how programming uh-huh. worked, how, uh-huh. how to create it and things of that nature. And not just be an actress, but be really well versed and rounded of how this stuff happens. Like, how do things get on TV? Right. What makes a program right. a program? And that's what I did, and, and I pursued it to the fullest. I made sure that um, I wanted, I was very intricate in my learning because I like, even though I, I like specific things, I like knowing a little bit about everything so that collectively, if I had to leave, somebody else could pick up the ball and keep running. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I know, you know, from knowing about you, too, that you've had uh, – Many varied experiences, ranging from hosting on red carpets, appearing in films and commercials and national print ads, you know, and and you've done a lot of television work. And then you were a TV production assistant and you moved up uh, as a producer for Tavis Smiley. You know, and I'm saying all of this, that you were a featured contributor for a very large newspaper in Los Angeles. And more recently, you... You were the you are the new founder and creator of the Polytainment Report and yes. the Constituent. So my question is, what did you learn about Melina in these earlier years? What and who Oh, was what a question. What a great question. I, I learned so much about myself. Uh, Dr. Being Hammond, there were so many times where people were, were telling me you have to choose something. You do all this, you do all that. You, you, what do you want? It, what do you want to do? And in today's job market, it, mm-hmm. it's sad to say though that that is totally reciprocal. What do you want to do? Pick one does not apply today because people hire people based on all the things that they can bring to the table and not just one one job mm-hmm. assignment. It, it's mm-hmm. sad, but it's true. 
And for me, I think that's an advantage because it's real. We are more than one-dimensional people. And I fought for years for myself to not get caught up in being one-dimensional. And sometimes it, it made me feel more confused than I, I was in the beginning. And that made me think about, well, what could I do for myself mm-hmm. so that I don't have to choose one thing? Because that one thing or the many things it takes to do one thing is what I do. That's the role of a producer. That's the mm-hmm. role of an organizer, of an mm-hmm. activist if you're in the field. You mm-hmm. have to do many things to get one thing done, and that one thing comes from one person, or those many things come from one person. So I began to learn how to honor myself, how to honor my gifts and, and not dim my light because I know how to do this, this, and this, or I have contacts and resources over here, there, and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. instead... I started stepping out on faith and shining my light, and I said, I'm going to do this. Because every time I say, okay, I got this project over here to do, let me finish this. That project over there to do, let me finish that. Every time I would put off something, put off myself for Mm -hmm. something else or someone else, what haunted me was my dreams and my own desires. And they're they're just as applicable and important as everything else. So I started spending time little bit by little bit building the constituent, building the polytainment report platform, which the constituent is housed under as, you know, as a segment. And we're building it up and we're building it out. And it feels so good because I've learned that the only thing that becomes a problem is when you silence your own voice. And that's why it's amplifying courageous voices, vision, and views. And that's great. It's you know, along the way, you know, my, my question is, you've been eclectic and you've been in a, a, a field that is fraught with a lot of challenges. Uh, when we start talking about the entertainment world, and I'm beginning to mm-hmm. you know, get a glimpse of uh, a wider glimpse, let's put it that way. And I'm sure, Hammond, you are as well. Um, the yes. discovery mm-hmm. that there are there are people who come to you who are not who they appear to be. There are people mm-hmm. who come to you for their own motives, maybe not necessarily the tie in with your dream or your, you know, successes. And then there are people who are ambitious who want to sort of maybe overpower you or step over you. Mm-hmm. How did you, you know what I'm trying to say? I think, mm-hmm. how did you manage uh, in that kind of world where it's competitive, it can be a little harsh, uh, and particularly as an African-American woman trying to navigate, young woman trying to navigate through this. How, how did you navigate that? You know, Dr. Barbara, I think, I, I think as women, we navigate that type of dynamics every day. And mm-hmm. I think that, again, back to my faith and my conscience of knowing who I am, uh, mm-hmm. My father gave me a jewel that I still rock with today, and that is to thyself be true. Mm-hmm. And if I can't be true to myself, I got to take a lunch break because I have to figure it out to get back on track again. And so right. when it comes to the competitive edge, when it comes to, you know, the quote unquote competition and people saying no to me, I know my 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 purpose and path is a yes all the time, even when mm-hmm. I say no to myself, meaning the fear and the doubt creep in, even when I'm having those type of moments, I still say yes in, in the quietness of my being. There's a big mm-hmm. yes for me. Mm-hmm. There's a big yes for you. There's a big yes for you. And so I focus on that. And when the com- competition comes up and it rises up, that's what I think makes me different because I don't waste my time on competition, even though 
the illusion is competition because the competition is just saying to that what, what people uh-huh. call competition, I call opportunity. And I was like, okay, well, if they are better than me or in the sense of maybe, maybe their preparation, their uh-huh. tools are more expanded than mine and vice versa, then that means I have to step up or I have to keep up. And that's with any and everybody keeping up with the industry, keeping up with the, um, with with the with the politics of the world today, some people don't care about the things that I care about. So respectfully, move on. And and okay. other people who are even more ambitious than I is is slow and steady wins the race. There's truth in that too. And so well, I we're gonna we're gonna explore that a little further when we come right back after break with my guest, Miss Malina Lawrence. So don't go away. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor. But we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to the Transformation Success Show today with my guest, Ms. Melina Lawrence. And I want to also thank my co-host who's with me today, Mr. Hammond Bolden, a noted coach, uh, motivational speaker, and I always call him the great researcher, but he's just a wonderful, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful uh, young man. And I'm happy to have you on the show today with me, Mr. Bolden. So, Melina, to- we were talking about, uh-huh. you know, uh, before we went on break, some of the uh, challenges that you may have experienced being a woman in a male-dominated field, number number two, being an African-American woman. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned something when we went on break was competition. You look at competition as an opportunity. And then also uh, fear. 
you know who you are. One of the things you, know, you mm-hmm. said to thine own self be true, which was something your father uh, implanted into your spirit. But when it comes to the, you know, the word F-E-A-R, fear, how, how did you overcome that? So let's just sort of talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. You, you even reminded me of, of that. Uh, I learned about the acronym of fear from church one day, uh, mm-hmm. false, false appearances, um, appearing real, something, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, false evidence, false evidence, like evidence appearing real. Yeah, false mm-hmm. evidence appearing real. Thank you. And I never mm-hmm. forgot that. And cream rises to the top. You know what I'm saying? I never forgot that. <laughs> it, was, uh, it just to see the to see the struggle and triumph of people. There's nothing to fear. You got you got to overcome it. You got to move through it and mm-hmm. grow through it as well. And that's what I remind myself of. You know, even a you know, life happens. Transitions always happen. That shows me and tells me that I'm growing. And I'm yes. knowing that my wisdom is going to evolve. So I can't stay stuck for too long only to assess where I am. And once that's right. done, it's a wrap. You, I got to go. We, gonna, we have to make some moves. And, and then that's what happens. That, that's what mm-hmm. creativity is all about in my world. And hopefully in the world of your listeners, you know, is you got to move, move something and, and ignite your own flame. That's a true yes. statement there. Mm-hmm. I like that. Ignite your own flame. Maybe that's a topic of a book, a new book. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I know given all your various expense, uh, your experiences, I want you to share with the audience um, two or three of your success principles that you can share with our listeners today. Ooh. Three success principles. To thyself be true, know yourself. No matter uh-huh. what, um, be it relationships, uh-huh. jobs, career, passion, know uh-huh. yourself and be true to yourself. That's number one. Uh-huh. Uh, number two is have a spiritual practice and a spiritual foundation to start your day to end your day and keep you going through your day. Uh-huh. And number three, I would say, mm, I like to play. And the things I do require me to have so many, like a mental acumen or in, in creative mode. But at the end of the day, if I could play all day doing what I do and, and take time to really play and find something that makes you happy and disconnects you from, you know, the state of seriousness of the mm-hmm. world, find mm-hmm. it and do it regularly and, and bring people in your fold that can enjoy those moments with you. And, 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 and that, for me, those, those three things, there's a lot of philosophical um, things that I can think about. But at the end of the day, I love to play. I love spending time with my nephew and my friends and, and That's family wonderful. And kicking it, you know? That's so, right. That's great. Those three principles, I'm sure, know yourself, find a spiritual foundation and be grounded with it. And then your yes, last was to play and find something that you really, really are excited about, really happy about, and, if, and play. Find that play in your life. Mr. Bolden, mm-hmm. did you have a question you were trying to well, ask? <laughs> I, I, I'm just listening to, to everything that she's been saying and mm-hmm. some of the questions you've been asking, Dr. Young. And mm-hmm. I think this is uh, very awesome to hear some of the principles she's talking about and then also the struggles. You know, that uh, she had to face as an African-American going in that industry. Um, So I wanted to talk a little bit about some other stuff that I know you're passionate about, uh, which might be something new for the listening audience. And they're going to be going, Polly what? 
So it's called polytainment <laughs> report. <laughs> so I'd like you to maybe tell us a little bit about how you came about that and, and what did you hope to accomplish with this you know, multimedia platform. And then also I know you had something recently where you launched it. So let's talk a little bit about that polytainment report. Hey, absolutely. The polytainment report is, you see, I just light up. I just light up because I love it. I, I hear um, it in your pol- voice, girl. <laughs> politics and entertainment is like the go-to. I'm, I'm Melina. I'm the go-to for politics and entertainment. And it's because, like I said earlier, the tagline is, you know, the courage to amplify voices, vision, and views. I've been working in politics and community organizing for much of my life, just as well as, you know, activism and theater uh, all my life. And mm-hmm. I finally sat down and said to myself, I, I want to launch something. I want to have five community events, five constituent conversations. This is where the constituent falls because I had a project over here and a project over there. And then my, my spirit is like, just merge it. Just bring it all together. Have one house, have one home for it and just, just do it like that. Build it and it will grow. And so with that, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, April Russell, she's one of my partners for Revolutionize Hollywood, and we tagged a phrase called entrepreneur. It's like bringing your artistry and your your creativity, artists and commerce together. And it's like, you know, that's what entrepreneurs do. We create. And so as a creative, um, the polypayment report gives – audiences is community important, very important to me. It gives community an opportunity to come in to, the, to a platform, be it online or on location, and we talk about issues that are are relative to the community, be it mar- the, you know marijuana, be it GOTV and getting out the vote, to issues with women and, and women trafficking with girls, for example, and I'm all over the place because that's where issues are. You know, when it comes to women's rights and women's health, reproductive health, these are just issues that I find off on my one-on-one conversations with individuals at the bus stop, Mm -hmm. on the train, in the community. Mm -hmm. People have real concerns, and it's not just the big umbrella issues. It's those small things in health care, caregiving. It's those small Mm -hmm. things in, in, uh, in juvenile justice, incarceration, education. It's the small things in, in politics and the presidential elections and the congressional races, candidate platforms, immigration reform, all these things. It's small umbrella issues that make That's a big me. difference that people want to talk about. That's and we great. give that opportunity. We want to amplify. And the most important thing about the polytainment report that I tell people is that mm-hmm. this is an opportunity, much like your platform, actually, uh, is that I am part of my brand is knowing that it takes a village. And with mm-hmm. that being said, it's an intergenerational platform that, it, yes, it's led with millennial voices because it's the generation that's now. I call between mm-hmm. millennials and Generation X, I'm like, it's the now generation because things are right. happening right now that we can't get away from. And with uh-huh. that, be it local to global issues, they're universal in- issues that impact us all. And I've, I had to pull that in because as a human rights activist, Everything that deals with the human condition that's relevant for the upliftment of humanity, we have mm-hmm. to look at. I might right. not, I might not like something, but if we have an opportunity to highlight an issue that can reform and reconnect a community to resources, it's my mm-hmm. responsibility. It's my duty, and it's 
our duty to do that from candidates to issues. And, and so the polytainment report, and we sprinkle entertainment in there because there's entertainers that have something to say. There's, I call them service celebrities. And so for mm-hmm. service celebrities, they have an opportunity to uplift their platform and, and ignite change through their foundations and their platforms and be it Usher and, and reading or John, John Legend and, um, promoting um, incarceration and social mm-hmm. justice with Danny mm-hmm. Glover. There, there's a host of individuals doing great things, and it is time now to really amplify the goodness of what you see because the shenanigans is not going away. But That's the right. goodness can assist mm-hmm. us in blowing, blowing that away. You know, you have candidates in, during this presidential election, and it, it's really, oppor- it's, it's really smokescreen. We have to stick to what's affecting the people because at the end of the day, from the hood to the hills, people want to eat, sleep, and know that they can wake up in the morning and their babies are safe. That, that, mm-hmm. That's, what, that's the do. real. And we need jobs. We, we need to be able to have provisions for our family, right. families, and our own selves. So that type of security for me is important, very important. Well, that's the well, pain you- report. <laughs> well, it seems like you have a lot going on, and as as I introduced, even in that question, Melina, about something you're passionate about, and definitely uh, that is something that you are passionate about. We can hear it in your voice, and the intensity of the interview changed as you were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, that which you're passionate about. It's great to hear how you're willing to give back. Um, so mm-hmm. why don't you? So it seems that you have a lot going on. So mm-hmm. I mean, and. I've seen Dr. Young with a lot going on, some things that I've asked her personally about how does she do this one thing. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. How do you yeah, balance oh, your I, life? Uh, <laughs> well, how, how do, do you balance, balance? Yeah, you talked about being true to yourself, to yourself be true, and then that third one about some playtime. So where do you find the balance? Because I know you're giving a lot out of yourself, a lot of yourself. Where do you get some balance? How do I find some balance, Hammond? Woo, that's a good question. I have to, the more that I do, the more I do, the more I have to practice finding balance to be totally honest with you. And one of the ways I do that is I have a spiritual practice and I have a fun spiritual practice too where I totally enjoy going to the beach at least once a week. That's my, that's my time. I go to the beach. I spend half the day at the beach. I write, I sit, I eat. I play. I might invite people or not, but I go to the beach. I go to the water. I spend time by the water, and I also travel. I like going, hopping on the road and going to see my family or just getting on the phone and talk to friends and make random phone calls that uh, to people I haven't talked to in a very long time. So I just mm-hmm. like to stay connected and, and take walks and, and just take care of myself. You know, I also do the spa. I like doing the spa and having woosa days with my girlfriend. Oh, boy, and that, I need that. That part of my life. <laughs> yeah, that part of my life is really oh. important. But one thing, too, uh, Dr. Dr. Barbara was at my, my launch, actually. She was one of our guest speakers, and we honored FLOTUS, uh, be, hashtag before you leave, for the first polytainment report for the constituent conversations. And she said something that I had to remember, and that was really taking care of myself as, as a woman and knowing that it's our nature that we give out so much. We give out mm-hmm. so much that if you don't make yourself a priority, you, you basically, I'm paraphrasing, Life cannot be a priority. Even what you do won't be your fullness. And so 
it had me to pull back and it reminded me that I want to be full and I want to be my best self when I show up. And I have, in order to do that, I got to take care of myself. So I'm in that process now, to be honest, as a a lot of your listeners probably are too. If you're not there, you're figuring out how you want to make yourself a priority. So I'm saying it works. Make yourself a priority. And I'm learning to say no. And that's giving me tremendous balance. So thank you. That's wonderful. Fantastic. You know, Melina, you've done so much and certainly achieved much with that mustard seed that your aunt (sighs) gave gave you. I, I just want to thank you so much because uh, you have been a blessing today, I know, to many people, and we've learned a lot from your compelling story of really what you can do with the faith of a mustard seed. So as I close yeah. the show today, I want to leave my listeners with this. As Robert Louis Stevenson said, old or young, we're on our last cruise. We want it to mean mm-hmm. something. So I want to assist you on your cruise with a little bit of advice. Learn to live your life and learn all your life. Learn from your failures and learn from your successes. When you hit a rough spot in your life, ask yourself, as Melina once did, what is it trying to teach me? Remember, lessons are not always happy, but they keep coming. So we want to learn life's meaning. We learn by maturing and growing older. And we learn by bearing with things that we cannot change. So I want you to know that we learn by truly giving our best and expecting the best. So listen in next week as I'll have another dynamic guest who will share on the Transformation for Success show. You won't want to miss it. So in the meantime, be inspired, be motivated, be encouraged, and be forever transformed. Thank you, Melina, for being on the show today. God bless you. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.